Hi there. Welcome to the Creating Australia podcast. My name is Jessica Reynolds, and I'm a private town planner and business owner based in Brisbane, Queensland. I'm passionate about engaging with the amazing people that make the property and development industry what it is today. In Creating Australia, I want to learn from experts in the industry and share their knowledge and wisdom with you. In each episode, we'll talk with different people and unpack their past experiences and innovative ideas for the future. Join me now for an episode of Creating Australia, where we dive into the industry exploring local stories, projects, businesses, people, ideas, and more. Well, thank you for joining us today, Michael Pell. We all know you're a property investment expert, well, most of us do, but outside of your career, who is the real Michael Pell? What are your hobbies, your passions? We hear you're a keen surfer. Well, thank you for having us, Jess. It's uh, nice to come into level 18 here at One uh, Eagle Street in Brisbane. Don't come into the CBD that much anymore. No, well, don't get distracted by the view. We're, um, we're here to do some serious good. work. It is good. It's good day between my runnings between Tenerife and the Gold Coast. As I say, don't get in too much, but thank you for having us. Keen surfer, that's an interesting one. A very much a novice surfer. I had an Instagram account called Pelican Surf Report, which we used to just report on the surf, but the funny part was is that I can't really surf at all. But uh, keen swimmer, I uh, swam 5Ks on the weekend in Noosa. We're doing it. We're doing the cool and gather to uh, Surfers Paradise swim in late May, 21.5 k's. I've got to train pretty hard for that. It's a few laps of the 50 meter pool, Jess. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. <laughs> can't say I'll be um, there, but no. I will be supporting you from can afar. Support. Yeah, I will Thank be you. supporting. That's great. Okay, so you grew up in Perth, WA, yeah. but now you're here in Queensland, spending your time between Tenerife and the Gold Coast. Has yes. this been a lifestyle choice or did work bring you here? What happened? Good question. Both lifestyle choice and work. So the business IPP Australia is nearly five years old mm -hmm. in May. Five years ago, I moved to Sydney to launch the business. Okay. Bigger mark. Yourself or with Myself a... and, okay. and my wife, but my girlfriend at the time, Karen, stayed in in Perth mm -hmm. while I did a bit of FIFO in and out. Okay. We thought the decision to move to Sydney, bigger pond, bigger market, mm -hmm. obviously m more people, more investors, more opportunity. In hindsight, really good move for the business, got off the ground and... I think as we said off air, if we can get to five years as a business, mm -hmm. we're going okay. And, and then the move to Queensland in July last year was mm -hmm. more of a lifestyle move now that we've got a 13, almost 14 month old young son, Oscar. Okay. So coming from Perth, WA, I think, I think the WA, and you can probably attest to this, the WA people and the, and the Queensland people are a little bit more akin in terms of the lifestyle, the beach, the sun. Mm -hmm. Loved Sydney, it's amazing. It's just very hectic there in the eastern suburbs with yep. the traffic, et cetera. So we made a decision to expand the business north mm -hmm. and settle up here. Okay, and how have you found that change of doing business in Sydney to Queensland? Yeah, well, the good news is we've still got a consultant in Sydney, so mm -hmm. we're still doing plenty of business out of Sydney. Uh, Andrew's down there for us. But basically, the difference is it's a little bit more laid back up here, isn't it? I mean, I'm in a t-shirt now. I've got long pants on, but this, yeah, we're not on the he video. Didn't get, he didn't get dressed up. No, I didn't. I did put my boots on today, Jess, which is a big move for me. <laughs> I, I left the Havianas at home. But, but yeah, look, a little bit more relaxed. Again, we operate in, in all states of Australia or the four major states, WA, in terms of major, in terms, like major investment activities. So Victoria, New South Wales, Queensland, mm -hmm. WA. We just find the lifestyle here is more us. We're up at Noosa on the weekend and we just like it here. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, I can't simple, complain. Yeah. I, I love it here. I couldn't imagine living yeah. anywhere else. Pretty sport. Are you a Brisbane girl? Uh, no, I grew up in country New South Wales. Oh, there so you go. Okay. My family was the migrators from Sydney to right. 
further north and then eventually Sunshine Coast and then I came go. to Brisbane for uni and now they're all in Cairns. Gotcha. <laughs> There's nowhere left for them to go. You're an adopted <laughs> Queenslander, Jess. Yes, I am. Oh, that's good. No, it's a really good lifestyle up here. You can see the attraction to it and I think we're seeing people move up here now in their droves since COVID, aren't we? Well, you would be seeing it probably yeah. more than me. We're definitely getting a lot more interest from Southern developers yeah. wanting to look at Queensland projects, which is interesting because it is a bit different as far as planning legislation. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do day to day? Who do you help? Who do you work for? Yeah, good, good question. So Independent Property Planners Australia, IPP Australia, we help people into investment properties. That is our core function, although we have helped people in various forms, whether they be first home buyers or a couple of years out of retirement. So we have a research team in Sydney that researches the whole of Australia for our clients to invest in the right properties for them. Mm-hmm. So what I noticed growing up and having been in real estate since I was 20, my dad was a real estate agent as well, so that's half my life, is that it's very localised. Mm-hmm. You want to buy an investment property, you walk out the front of your house on the weekend mm-hmm. or you flick through the paper or now realestate.com online mm-hmm. and you buy the property in the suburb that you live in. Mm-hmm. For me, that was like, that didn't really make sense. That's like mm-hmm. saying I'm only going to invest in a company with their shares if they're based in the same city that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to open up people's eyes to say, hey, you might live in Sydney, your budget might be $500,000, What about Victoria? What about Queensland? Mm -hmm. What about WA? And how do we package that up and bring you all the information that you need sitting in your home across your dining room table in Penrith, in Sydney, for you to be able to invest interstate? So we're, we're different to a normal retail agency, your LJ Hookers or your Ray Whites. We don't list properties for sale. We don't do home opens. We research the right areas of Australia and then we guide our investors into the right properties for them based off their circumstances. That's amazing. You've definitely been doing it a while. That's the short answer. That's the short answer. Look, I'd hate to hear the long one. Yes. I might need some wine for that. I think you've set me up nicely, Jess. You said, Michael, this should only take 20 minutes. Beautiful. I think we're about six minutes now. No, all good. That's the summary. No, no, it's really good. It's very articulate and I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your clients. Where to from here for the business? Yeah. So you've, you've got to this point, you're basically nationwide. Yes, we are. We've got a consultant, obviously, in Victoria, WA, and, and obviously um, our research team in Sydney, and then I'm up here. So we're looking to expand and, and grow and scale the business. It's been something I've been toying with in my head for a few years now. Mm-hmm. You know, do you stay as more or less a one or two or three mm-hmm. man band, or do we scale it from the five now up to 10, 15? And I think, I think now, we're at a position where we can potentially scale it. I feel now I'm working more on the business mm-hmm. versus in the business. Has that been the problem? It, a little bit, because as a business owner, as the business owners listening right now would know, you've still got to keep the sales turning. You've got mm-hmm. to keep the revenue coming in to keep the business afloat. So that's working in the business, but obviously now I'm sort of working a lot more on the business in terms of creating content, social media presence. I'm a big one for that, as you've probably seen. Mm-hmm. I understand the importance of that. So yeah, it's, it, it is nice to be able to delegate a few things to other staff members because growing up, you know, for, for more or less 18 years, I was very transactional. I was involved in every transaction I was doing in real estate. Mm-hmm. But for them to, to now pass that on to someone else, it's really rewarding to see them be able to do it. So. Yeah. And what's been the biggest barrier to that? I'm interested it's to hear. It's me giving it up. Okay. Here's it's John and Mary. Yeah, they need help. I know that I can help them, but then you got to give it up to someone who's equally as competent. But mm-hmm. we're really blessed now that we've been able to find some really good people around Australia to become a part of the team. 
Yeah. So you're looking for more team members? We are. We will be. I just got to keep this content going. We're to keep explaining to people what we do because it is a little bit different to, what, to, to a normal real estate company. Mm-hmm. We're licensed in all the major states. It's, it's very different to, as I say, the, the localized real estate agent on, down on the corner there in the shops where we're nationwide. We're always looking for good people and we look to expand and, and just help more people understand property mm-hmm. because if we can help more people understand property, they're going to go very, very well. We'll get paid accordingly for the value that we bring. And I think everyone wins. And I think that's the key is as a business, how much value can we provide for our clients? And if we keep providing that value, they're going to keep recommending their friends and family and we'll keep letting people know on the socials and, and everyone wins. Yeah. So you mentioned about your social media presence. Yeah. You're, you're definitely going hard there. I've, yeah. I've seen you. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, as much as we do post on socials, I'm actually not that active okay. um, at the moment. Right. I've taken a little bit of a break, but I've seen your yes. stuff, which is well, impressive. Thank you. Well, what I've done recently is I've delegated it. So oh. we were talking off air, Jess, about us both being business owners and I asked who did your socials and they're great. You say you do them, but it is a bit like that. You might go three days and not post, then you might be posting a couple a day. I've now said to myself, more, more working on the business, not in the business, I've, I've got a very, very good social media and marketing team down there in Burley Heads where I go down and do my podcast mm-hmm. every couple of weeks. And so I've, I've delegated that to them. Yes, there's increased cost involved there, but it's the opportunity cost of me not spending time on that. Yep. I can now spend time in other areas of the business to help grow the business in other ways. Yeah. Otherwise, so, it just wouldn't get done. Well, that's right. Not to the same quality. That's right. So really happy with what they're doing. They're doing a good job. They put my mug here and there. But I, I think... I think people need to understand who we are as a business and who I am as a person and and what we want to achieve for them to want to come and do business with us. Yeah. So social media is your way of basically scaling. Yeah. We won't be getting your word out. Yeah. And look, open forum today, isn't it? It's not about the business and and creating sales. Today's about giving value and helping people. I would say to anybody else listening to this who's in property Mm -hmm. or any other business, social media is key. Content is key. You might think that it's not. I'm a bit old school, but I'm also new school. I know a lot of people in their 40s, I'm 41, mm-hmm. and 42 in a couple of months, they're very anti or they think one or two posts a week is enough. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-hmm. People are on their phones constantly, as we know. And so if you're not there as a business, you're not there in people's minds. So yeah. creating content is arguably one of the most important things that any business can do right yeah. now in 2021. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think quality content, and as you say, the one or two probably isn't enough uh, because people like me who are busy- You miss it. And I'm, you know, I'm not on my phone all the time looking at socials because I'm yeah. doing other things. Of course. Um, so if you're not posting, yeah, I might not like 10 of your posts, but then I see that one. Yes. And I go, oh, yep, I need you right now. Yes. And even now, when I'm looking for a service, any type of service now, I always go and look at their socials, see if they're active, see who they're talking to, who's liking it. Well, your business, Jess, Urban Planners Queensland, we might be looking at a development site. You're the first town planner that I thought of because I'd seen your posts constantly. Mm -hmm. So it's very important. But people might be listening to this at the... They still, it's it's out there, it's no secret, but they don't catch on. I don't, I don't know Definitely. why. I don't understand why they're anti it, but they should just jump on Gary, Gary V's accounts and see what he's been able to achieve, but yeah. I think um, a lot of people are just afraid of putting themselves out there, but I assume anybody who is listening to this yeah. is not opposed to it because most podcast listeners, I'd like to put them in a little bit of yes. a box and I find that they're pretty open to socials and new be. ways of yeah. doing business. Yes. 
Okay, so Tia, um, she has given us some interesting questions here for you. So let's see how we go. Yeah. What aspects of the suburbs are advantageous when looking to invest in real estate? Look at me speaking English. That's all right. So what advantage? What, yeah, what's something people should be looking at in yeah. their suburbs that could be advantageous? Yep. Am I even saying no, no. that word right? Absolutely. <laughs> but what are we looking for when we're looking to buy a property? I'm going to talk investment property only okay. here because obviously emotions can come in when it's owner occupier and mm, you yes. love a suburb. So I, I'm just going to talk numbers and investment only. There's four key pillars that we look at when we're recommending an investment property, and that is what are the demographics of that suburb, of mm -hmm. that area? Who's living there? How old are they? Why are they there? And within that demographic, what are they doing for work? And what are they earning? Mm -hmm. And is their incomes, are, are their incomes increasing over time? That's really important because people will need to be able to upgrade within that suburb for prices to increase. So demographics. Mm -hmm. The second one is economic growth. Are there businesses for lease in the area and the tumbleweeds driving, you know, as you drive down the main street? Mm -hmm. Or are there coffee shops, hairdressers, beauticians, dentists, doctors flourishing in the area? So economic growth is hugely important within, mm -hmm. within a, a particular suburb. Um, infrastructure, so train lines, bus stops, hospitals, sporting grounds not too far away. Uh, infrastructure projects are hugely important to a particular suburb. You know, can you walk to the shops or is it just a five minute drive? Mm -hmm. All of these things, convenience is so important when people look to, um, to go and buy a, a property or to rent a property importantly mm -hmm. as well. And the next one is population growth. Mm -hmm. We need the population to be growing. So if the population's growing in an area, it goes back to the old fashioned supply and demand, which mm -hmm. we can all remember from school in economics class. If, and it's what's happening right now, Jess, in Australia. In certain areas of Australia, like Southeast Queensland and say Perth, the demand for property is outweighing the supply mm -hmm. because people want to move there yep. for various reasons. So they're the four key pillars that we look at to give you a bit of a macro view. And then it gets more specific. We like land. Mm -hmm. We like a high land content. We like houses and land. We occasionally help people into apartments or townhouses. That's more specific regarding lower price point potentially, but probably the number one thing, and I've said it a thousand times, my dad taught me many years ago, is the value in property is in the land. And you would know that as a town planner. Yeah. You can't increase the land content later. <laughs> you can always get bricks and mortar in later, mm -hmm. can't you, to improve it, but you can't add to the land size. Mm -hmm. So, No, that, I guess it definitely depends on your investment strategy, but if you're specifically looking for capital growth, yeah, generally, it would be land. It would be. Yep. But the yield we're getting now with interest rates so low, people mm -hmm. are getting capital growth and positive cash flow anyway. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Has there been a better time to buy or is it? I wouldn't have thought, but I just I had in my notes that obviously today's podcast is not about getting people to buy property. Yep. Like I wanted them, I wanted to make a note of people just need to take a deep breath because everywhere we look right now, there's so much hype oh my God, everyone's buying a property and your friends might be buying a property or they're buying their first home or your friends might be buying their investment property. That's their second. Oh my God, I'm getting left behind. People need to take a deep breath. Property is cyclical. Yes, we're on the way up right now in most major markets of Australia, mm -hmm. but take your time. And I think the other major point, Jess, I wanted to make is people need to build their team. You need a good mm -hmm. finance broker, you need a good property expert, you need a good solicitor to help you with the transaction and you need a good accountant. Yeah. 
So oh, I love that. So don't rush. If people listening to this, oh my God, it's it's February. Where are we at? February or it might this might go up in March, Jess. Yeah. Whenever the podcast gets out. We're early in twenty twenty one. Yes, it's gonna be a very strong year in property, but property's a long term game. Yeah. If you have to pay an extra twenty or forty or fifty thousand, I know that sounds like a, a lot of money for the right property mm-hmm. in ten years, that pales into insignificance. Yep. As long as you can service it. Yep, which uh, where the rates are right now, you can. And we know that the banks, Jess, good point you make, if you're going for a home loan now, the banks are assessing your capability to repay it at a mm-hmm. 6 or 7% interest rate. Okay. They have what's called an assessment rate. So even though rates are low, mm-hmm. 2 3% roughly, they're assessing Jess's capacity to repay the home loan mm-hmm. or the investment loan at six or seven percent. I think that's so really the, in, in, important information. They, they've they've already factored in all the increase if, if if interest rates do go up. So look, I think people need to also understand there's there's two people get scared of debt, but there's two forms of debt. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt, credit cards, car loans, jet ski, motorbike, you know, borrowing from your mates, all of that. Good debt is debt that you're getting a return from, mm-hmm. i.e. investment property debt. Oh, sorry, bad debt is also owner-occupied debt. Yeah, 100%. I the, think that has to you're be living specified, in. yeah. Yeah, so because there's no, you're not getting a return. It's, when I say just, it's just a roof over your head that's important, but... It's, it's an emotional it's attachment. An, it's, it's emotional. Not an, it's not an asset. Yeah, yeah. so I know I am, and I know lots of my clients are borrowing as much money as they can right now mm-hmm. for, for good debt for property purchases Mm -hmm. to lock in very, very low rates. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you found COVID and the pandemic affecting what you're doing day to day? Has that changed at all what people are looking for or is it because you're focused on the less emotional aspects? It really hasn't changed, you know, those key metrics that you're looking at, those four pillars. The key metrics are still there, although it's changed things quite a lot Mm -hmm. from our focus on capital cities. Okay. What's happening now and probably the number one change that's happening right now in property, in real estate, Jess, in, in Australia, is what Terry Ryder from Hotspotting, he's an expert, says mm-hmm. it's it's the it's the shift to affordable housing. So what is that? People are moving out of Sydney to the Central Coast or to Newcastle because mm-hmm. they don't need to be the CBD anymore because they can work from home. People are moving out of Melbourne to Bendigo and Ballarat, so still within an hour or two of the CBD, mm-hmm. but they're going for lifestyle. People are moving up to the Sunshine Coast or to the Gold Coast or over to Perth where it's cheaper properties to rent or buy, but they can live by the sea. It's a cliche, I know. It's it's the move now that with your phone and your laptop, you can work from home from anywhere. So we don't need to be in the CBDs anymore. So we've we've had a huge run. Our clients, one of our clients now has just had their house completed. It's a brand new home, just been completed. $140,000 more the valuation came in at than, than what they paid near Newcastle. So we're really proud we're getting our clients into that kind of stuff. So it's important that we move with it as well. It's not all about the capital cities anymore in 2021. There's some really exciting regional areas of Australia that are are going really well. Yeah, that's very exciting for growth and for the regional areas that probably have been a bit neglected, I feel. Absolutely, (laughs) they have. They've been a little bit forgotten. So, And we can see it here in, in Brisbane or southeast Queensland, can't we? 
like just the people here. I mean, you can feel it. You can you can feel there's extra numbers on the road. People are moving up, and and the thoughts are now the Victorians and the New South Wales haven't all come yet. They're, they're still coming, Jess. Oh no, <laughs> it's already hard enough to get a park at the beach. Stay away, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, we just let's ca- put the wall up now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> put the wall let's up. Trump them. <laughs> they're coming in. Yeah, says the ex New South Wales person. Well, that's that's right. <laughs> but markets like Perth and Brisbane, or I say Southeast Queensland and Perth, they've. Brisbane and Perth haven't gone up the last 12 years. No, we're pretty steady. They're just starting to go now, whereas Melbourne and Sydney have had huge runs. So it's, it's southeast Queensland and it's WA, it's, it's Perth time right now. Yeah. Um, I'm an old Perth boy, so it's, it, it's pretty exciting for my friends and family back there as well. No, definitely. I love that. Okay, so this is our last question and it's yes. a bit different. If you had no limitations at all, what would your ideal development be if you just could had all the money in the world, the land that you had, if you had mm. a, one project that you could create and then you left this earth, what would that mm. project be? It would probably be buying a large established site close to infrastructure, maybe close to a CBD or close to coast in a regional mm-hmm. area where I could create lots of blocks of land that were affordable for families to do home and land packages on. Yeah. So Why is that? Because people and I don't think I touched on it earlier, people, people want a backyard now as well. I mean, when I say yeah. they want a backyard, we've gone, we went off it a bit, didn't we, yeah. from the 80s and 90s. I want, I want more families to be able to have a backyard, cricket mm-hmm. pitch, kick the footy with their young sons or daughters in their backyard mm-hmm. because I know there's a lot of apartment living, I know there's a lot of townhouse mm-hmm. living, but for me, that's not really Australia. Australia mm-hmm. is a three or four bedroom home on a mm-hmm. block of land, 400 square metres or bigger, where you can play cricket in the backyard or, or any kind of sport, yep. soccer, footy, whatever. That for me is Australia. And, and that's the Central Coast. That's the Hunter region. That's, uh, that's, that's Sunshine Coast. That's Perth. That's, that's where people are moving to now yep. to have more space. And they're setting up their own little home office. And, and now our home is our, mm-hmm. that's, that's our hub. You know, it's no longer the, the transient um, moving in and out of the cities like we have been doing. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. And do you think this is going to last then? Yes, I think it is. I think it's a permanent shift. The CBDs will recover, but I, th- I don't think they'll be as bustling as what they have been mm-hmm. in the past. You know, everything, remember Jess, everything was about being near the CBD, mm-hmm. wasn't it? But if we don't have to go to work anymore in the CBD, I mean, my wife's a perfect example. She works for an international company mm-hmm. based in London, but obviously all through Australia as well. She moved, when we moved from Sydney up here in July, she moved from working on Pitt Street, mm-hmm. 50 hours a week, five, five days a week, to now working from home in Tenerife. Nothing mm-hmm. changed with her pay, permanent full-time. I think that's an example of what's happening now in Australia. So. It's all about lifestyle, it's about backyard, it's about bigger homes, four bedroom, five bedroom, and not having to go to the CBD because when you've got one of these mobile phones, you're always in the office, as they say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So if people want to contact you, Michael, where's the best place? Probably just DM us on our Instagram page or... What's your handle? At IPP Australia, um, or you can go to our website, ippaustralia.com.au. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us today, Jess. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Creating Australia. Don't forget to subscribe and join us on our socials to keep updated on our latest content. On Creating Australia, I love talking about everything to do with people, property and development. So if you have something you'd like me to explore, let me know by searching Creating Australia on Instagram or searching Jessica Reynolds on LinkedIn.